All right, social media family. Thank you for joining us for another, not necessarily a Karis Bible study tonight, but a Grace and Faith Fellowship study. All right. So before we approach the, the holidays, we are going to touch on a couple of topics, just tying up loose ends for the year. Okay. I know we've talked about a lot of different, a lot of different things dug into the scriptures. So we have a question tonight that we are going to tackle. Is faith enough? Is faith enough? Some people would say, yes, brother, absolutely it is. That's all that's important. But then others will say, no, sir, you deceived. It's not about how you talk it or how you walk it. All right. So let's, let's, let's dive into that tonight. All right, so I'm going to use, I'm going to start with a very famous scripture. Let's go to Mark 11. Mark 11. And we'll start at verse. Seventeen, and go down to verse twenty-four. Seventeen to twenty-four, Mark eleven, and I'm gonna read this in a Passion translation, and it reads like this. Then he began to teach the people, saying, "Does not the Scripture say, 'My house will be a house of prayer, for all the world to share'? But you have made it a made it thieves a thieves hangout when the chief priests and religious scholars heard this they began to hitch a plot as to how they could eliminate jesus but they feared him and his influence because the entire crowd was carried away with astonishment by his teaching so he and his disciples spent the nights outside the city in the morning they passed by the fig tree that jesus spoke to and it was completely withered from the roots up. Peter remembered and said to him, teacher, look, that's the fig tree you cursed. It's now all shriveled up and dead. Jesus replied, let the faith of God be in you. Listen to the truth I speak to you. If someone says to this mountain with great faith and having no doubt, mountain be lifted up, and thrown into the midst of the sea and believes that he believes that what he says will happen it will be done this is the reason i urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer believe that you've received and it will be yours now we have heard this scripture preached over and over again in our, you know, in our, our Christian lives. And those of us who have been, you know, associated with the word of faith movement, we show enough know this such scriptures, right? But, you know, regardless of what your denominational background, you know the this set of scriptures, right? Of Mark 11, 23, 24. Now, this also causes some contention because if you take it at face value, right, you just read it, then what, what is Jesus literally saying? 
in this verse, 23 and 24. Just speak to it. And then it's going to happen. Just give voice to it. Then you're going to see the manifestation of what you said. Therefore, people take this and, you know, I speak to my whatever you fill in the blank in. And, you know, some people look for instantaneous stuff or a quick manifestation, which is possible. Mm-hmm. I, I think when we take this, I know when I, at FaceTime, when I first read this, it was like, okay, boom, it's going to be done next day or right then, you know, mm-hmm. some type of quick manifestation. So, and, and so, but if you see that, then, you know, either you question, did I really have enough faith? Or then you fall back on, well, maybe it wasn't as real. And so, so that was set up for either condemnation or work performance you know that could come into play so but I know for me when I first began studying it was almost like bam immediate quick manifestation done right then or either you know a few days or right right because I know when I'm I, I read this I'm like okay if we really, if we just take the Lord at his word here, then I, how do we explain the unanswered prayers? How do we explain the confessions that didn't come to pass? Right? Now, this is where us as believers Right. We need we it is our job to guard our hearts and to step back and say, okay. Am I interpreting this scripture properly? Am I interpreting my circumstance through the lens of the scripture? Or am I looking at it strictly through my naked eye? Using relying on all on my five senses to to, to give me the feedback, right? Because in the New New Living Translation, 23 says, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, now he's talking to a literal mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I mean, a lot of times we think we have faith completely for something, and we don't. Um, there's been some things in my life I thought I had mm-hmm. all the faith and believed God completely but then you know you keep asking God like why haven't I seen this come to pass or why is this a struggle or whatever mm-hmm. and then God is like he takes his finger so gently and points on a situation in your heart or something and he goes what about that and you're like <laughs> that's what the doubt was you know mm-hmm. and you know he's kind enough to point it out to me get fixed but it's I think sometimes too we think we're you know we have complete faith 
And maybe we have a lot of faith, but you know, it's a little doubt still there, and that can. I think that's a factor that can. You know, even Andrew Womack talked about that. You know, it can counterbalance. You know. And I also, I mean, and I, this is for men. This is uh, like recent, not too while ago. Um, I had to ask myself the question while I was listening to you know, a preacher, and uh, the question I had to ask myself is: is my faith is, is my faith in my speaking or in what Jesus did? And I realized I always put more faith. In my speaking to it, you need a balance, right? And it's a fine line. It's, it's, mm-hmm. But you have to evaluate yourself. And say, am I putting more faith in my? You know, of course, you're supposed to take authority. Mm-hmm. But is my more faith in my faith in me speaking to it, and then, you know, thinking, I'm doing it by speaking, right? By speaking it, or am I speaking it knowing that God has already done it? And just whether the manifestation comes two seconds or a month later, a year later. So I have to evaluate this. Okay, what am I putting my faith in? Because if I'm putting my faith in my speaking, then guess what? I'm putting my faith in myself. Yeah. And you got to be very careful because the enemy will, you know. For me, it was kind of I had to really say, okay, maybe I'm putting faith in my speaking versus it's already finished work but we declare it you know i've learned that you know you know the thing that god the problem with our voice activated i mean you speak out you know but it's not about us speaking it and thinking okay i spoke it so i made it happen you know because you can know you know we get into confessing you know and, and maybe god could lead you you're doing this speaking things like every day, or is it just you doing and trying to make it happen? Yeah. So I, I, that's kind of a fine thing, but you really gotta, you know, get revelation God and know, okay. Staying humble. Right, staying humble. Okay, well, when I'm doing well, this, this what am I here? Show me if, it, if I'm staying humble. Exactly. That's that, that fine line there. The there balance you. line. There you go. Yeah. And sometimes we can sway one way or the other. If we listen to him, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't hurt because you're like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. people get into this, you know, you know, it doesn't matter how loud you scream, <laughs> you know, because we screaming and stuff. And <laughs> I, say, oh, my and my I, I mean, that's fine. I mean, but your, the ele- you know, the elevation of your voice is not going to make it happen. <laughs> that's just getting into our emotions. Right. <laughs> if I scream loud enough, it'll work. Right. A couple of things that kind of, you know, just looking at this, that jump out are the 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 element of time and doubt. Okay. Time and doubt, because if you go back to verse twelve, now they are on the journey, right? It says the next morning, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in a full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. All right, now, 
there was no indication of anything physically happening right then, right? But he made the declaration. He spoke to that 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 fig tree. All right. Now you fast. Mm -hmm. And you fast forward. Verse nineteen says that evening Jesus and the disciples left the city. And verse twenty says the next morning, as they passed by the fig tree that he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. So you talking about a day had passed after the word was spoken, and then the manifestation thereof was a day later, right? Now this is Jesus doing this, right? But there was still an element of time between what was spoken and the manifestation, what happened, the, the result of the word. So just looking at that, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is a, an area where the, the enemy can rob from us is the element of time. Because if he can get us to look at the clock after we believe God for something, we, we stand in prayer, we stand in agreement for something, and we're looking at the clock, then as time passes and our physical eyes don't see it, you know, any manifestation, anything changing, you got that voice on your shoulder, like, see, that confession stuff ain't working. You know it was a joke. You know you just listen to a bunch of crook preachers on TV anyway. That's not good doctrine. All kinds of stuff. Anything that you will bite on. If you don't bite on that, it's like, oh, okay. But you know what? Maybe, maybe you don't really have faith like you thought you did. I know what you did last night. Right? Any type of anything to, condemn. to bring doubt. Right? So the time element, and then you have doubt coming in. Right? Because if I'm looking at this circumstance, if I'm focusing on that and I'm waiting on manifestation and time passes, the opportunity for doubt to creep in continues to increase. Now, what did Jesus do? He just went about his business, right? He said what he did and he went about his business. And then the next day, the disciples had to, to point it out to him. He didn't go over there himself. It's like, I told y'all, look at that. That's true. That's yeah. a good point. The disciples did that. They, they pointed out to him. I think it's in Hebrew. I'm not sure what chapter it is, but it's in Hebrew. It talks about faith and patience. And, and I heard a definition the other day about for patience. Patience is prolonged faith. So it's like, okay, now when I got it, like, yeah, so patience is prolonged faith means you're still staying consistent. Mm -hmm. You believe God, you spoke it, you believe it's done, but it's just staying consistent with what you say it over a long period of time. <coughs> so it's just faith and patience. 
11 says our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent instead you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance King James says patience Right. And, and it amplified verse 12 says, so that you will not be spiritually sluggish, but will instead be imitators of those who through faith lean on God with absolute trust and confidence in him and his power and be patient and by patient endurance, even when suffering are now inheriting the promises. So Eric says, he says something real big when he, you know, you combine faith and patience, you know. There was a, a well-known preacher, I'm not even going to say his name, but he coined the, the phrase, the power twins, faith and patience, right? Because the way they work together. Because when Jesus identified the disciples' faith as little, like talking to Peter, oh, ye of little faith. What was he really talking about? He was talking about little and um, endurance or yeah, duration. A, a short burst of faith. Right. Because that was it was some strong faith. You're going to step out on the water? And you're going to take some steps? You're walking on water, man. You're not supposed to be able to do that. Yeah, all the laws of nature. So that was miraculous. But once... You know, he started to look around. He he noticed what what was happening. Then the natural reality kicked in. Then beginning to sink. But what did Jesus do? Extended the hand and pulled him up. And he said, "Oh, ye of little faith, a little short burst of faith." And see, and this this is what. We're talking about in Hebrews, where the faith is when it can be coupled with patience. Then it can do great wonders. Because there's no, because patience, what it does, it, it gives you a stability. Because if you know that you know that you know. Then regardless of what happened, what, what is said, what is done, what you hear, what you feel, what's going on in, in this circumstance at the moment, you know that you know that you know that the promise shall be fulfilled. Now, when you say that, so patience help. I'm glad I'm 
five status exercise of the five senses. That's, that's good. Because think about, think about what, when we talk about losing hope, giving up, losing faith, what is the, what is the major culprit? Our senses. Right. In the sense that what you want to see happen, you're not seeing it happen in the moment. Or you're not feeling it. If it's, if it's, oh, yeah, if it's, if it's physical pain. Right. Or you can't breathe, so that natural circumstance is talking back is telling you no this is not happening it's not working it's not working so i had a question so well i don't think because i know for me probably just thinking in my walk journey or i study hmm. why is it patients taught when it comes to healing versus any other thing. And I mean, she may have answered the question, but y'all may have already said it, but it's not taught mm -hmm. when it comes to physical healing, I would say. Yeah. And it's taught when it comes to promises like um, a job or something I want from God, or I mean, I think we in right relationships, right. But when it comes to physical healing, we don't, I don't, I'm, I, I say myself, I didn't hear a lot of, it was almost like right now, <laughs> right now. And if you didn't have it right now, then it was like, well, it wasn't your will or you didn't have enough faith, whatever the case may be. Right. Well, I have some theories on that. Number one is the nature of, the nature of disease and physical pain itself. Mm -hmm. Because it's such, it's, it's in your face. You're feeling that the pressure is intense. Especially, you know, depending on the, the severity of the disease or the injury or, or whatever you're, what you're facing. Because your physical senses, what you're feeling is screaming at you in that moment. Because if, if, I'm, if I come to agreement <clears throat> with somebody about, okay, I'm, I'm believing for increase, I'm believing for this particular job, you know, I'm believing God will open up that door. It's not a life or death situation necessarily if I don't get that job right then. I already have it in my mind that it's going to be a process. Right. Okay. Right. I got to get called in for an interview. I got to go through the interview. They got to select a candidate. Right. So I already have that concept in my mind. But the thing about it is when we talk about physical healing, number one, your, your physical body is screaming at you for relief. So you, you contending with that. And number two, we do see in Jesus' ministry instantaneous healing, right? But then, you know, just just stepping back and looking at it, we, we got to understand the difference between the operation of the gifts, too. Because a lot of times when you're talking about what that, that instantaneous healing, it's not just the gift of healing that's an operation, but a work of miracles. <clears throat> Yeah. Right. So that's a whole that's a whole different manifestation of the gifts of the spirit. Okay. Because when we talk about healing, healing is recovery. Yeah, and recovery is a process. But see, and this is what the enemy will do. He'll say, Okay, if you 
really got faith. And you went and they lay hands on you. You still feel as sick as you did yesterday. When you went back to your seat, you ain't yeah, you ain't feeling no different. Mm-hmm. This stuff don't work. Scripture says they lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Right. So if if I have the understanding to say, okay, I am coming into agreement with my brother and sister in the Lord, or I'm going to the elders to get hands laid on me, and I have the understanding <clears throat> that, okay. I am receiving, I am coming into agreement to recover. Then we all can be on the same page. Now, could God, could the manifestation of a miracle happen in that moment? Yeah, right, right. But the scripture specifically is saying recovery. It's talking about recovery in that moment, not the working of miracles. But if I'm getting that, if I have the picture of, the miracle of the working of miracles as the only way manifest the healing will manifest itself, and I don't, and I and it doesn't happen that way in my circumstance. Then that's created some schism in my mind, some doubt, like okay, somebody lying, or something ain't right. That's true. And again, it just opens up the door for for doubt, for just just emotional fatigue, mental fatigue. Because there is a a level of vulnerability that you have when you're putting your faith out there. You know. But what patience does is it takes the timeline out of, out of the question. It removes the expiration date. Because if 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 you if your faith, if our faith has an expiration date then you know the enemy is going to do all he can to push you right up to that to that sale by date. Just like milk. That milk on the shelf. So he can get you to spoil. But this is why faith and patience are called the power twins because if you believe in the goodness of God and what God promised and you attach patience to that meaning i trust what he said i believe what he said and i'm i'm not and i'm not going to relent based on time how long it takes then you there recovered like that i never thought about it that way well, recovery. would that help me i mean i knew it recovery but i never thought yeah. about so now what he said and they show recover you just keep you know it's always it's now it should happen now at least by morning well actually that that was my approach to healing you know right now or some type of quick manifestation and and so even when i was praying with people you know there was a few times where quick manifestation but if it didn't happen quick then you know there was that reluctancy to try it again because wonder what if I fail and especially when you're doing it you know what if um you know I don't see the manifestation you know you worry about how the person don't feel how they won't think about you right and so you you got all these enemies using all these things you know now you're insecure now you trust you wonder where does it really work or 
you know, I don't want to be embarrassed. And so that's that reluctancy now to try it again. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I don't want to be a public failure. I failed. I didn't see anything. And so, you know, you beat yourself up with, with condemnation. Yeah. It's like, well, man, you know, maybe I, you know, maybe it really don't work or. Well, it was hard that, that day when I ended up calling, you know, had them call an ambulance. Mm-hmm. Because that was something I just didn't think too much of. Mm-hmm. But I had got to that point. I had tried everything and tried to hold in the natural. But I, I had got to where breathing was at the very end. It was life or death. Right. And I needed something. And even though I went the medical term, you know, the medical route, mm-hmm. they pulled back. Started doing, you know, saying the medical stuff, and the I knew there was deeper stuff. But and once I could breathe, I could focus again, so I could start really focusing. I already knew, and then he started doing things right away. You know, checked here to make sure I didn't have any clots and you know blockages, none. I already knew that was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But all I could think about is if I don't breathe, <laughs> then nothing's going to matter because I'm going to die, and I couldn't get past. Believing enough to get over that last hurdle. Right. And the thing, you know, the thing about it is, God, His goodness, He has people in place to help us. Yeah. Right. Reach down you know, and this this is why we have healthcare professionals, both on the physical side and the mental side. Yes. Right. So you know, it if we if we allow ourselves to not put the Lord in a box and, and for us to be honest with ourselves too about where we are in our faith there's no there's no shame in saying okay you know what I need a little help here because these circumstances are talking too loud to me I need I need some re, I need some reinforcements here I was I was trusting in her prayers everybody's prayers that I needed something extra at that moment because it was screaming so loud mm-hmm. at me. <laughs> Breathing or your heart not beating properly. Right. And yes. that's the thing, you see, and, and 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 it's still the goodness of God. It's just that he's using these human vessels to bring to pass their restoration. See it. Cause see, and and, and 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 as we open our minds to that, then we can we can be in a position where we can receive the goodness of God, whatever direction He will, He He is is able to give it to us, right? We have all options open because all I know is He good. Now I don't know how I'm gonna get from point A to point B, but I know point B is destined for me, right? And that that's where we need to be. That. I'm getting from point A to point B. I'm going from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Now, the destination, the the, the road that's traveled, I don't know. I just got to trust him. Because at the end of the day, it's just like, all right, I'm going to go back to another football analogy. A team is driving down the field. The defense is not just going to sit there and let them, let them yeah, like waltz into the end zone. No. What are they doing? Everything, All, they everything to it. do to stop it. That's right. They, mm-hmm. And depending oh, on who they're going, going up against, I mean, how how, how effective an offense you're dealing with, 
then that, that means a, a more sophisticated scheme is going to be pl- placed your way. You're going to start doing zone dogs, hide and hide and stuff, robber coverage, for those of those who, who know what I'm talking about, right? It's like putting these disguises and stuff, trying to make stuff look like what it ain't, right? Trying to, trying everything to stop the advancement. And we have an adversary. We can't forget that. He's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his mission. All right, so I'm going to throw it down. I might be getting ahead of you, so. <laughs> I'm going to play that way. I don't want to be a skeptic to that. Okay. What about that scripture? Faith without works of dead. I see you. I'm already there with you, brother. I got I got the tab set up right here. James 2. <laughs> James 2. All right, so let's go there. The religious skeptic already before we came in today. He said, y'all didn't answer my question last night. Effectively enough. You still ain't described James 2. So let's go there. James 2, and we're going to start at verse 14. All right. And yeah, we, we, we're going to do the New Living Translation here, too. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue some people have faith and others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith. For you believe that there is one God, good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see his faith? And his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. So it happened just as the scriptures say. Abraham believed God. And God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. My grace people, man. I'm my grace people is, is, is upset and up in arms now, boy. James talking some talking that stuff. Yeah. But I don't see the contradiction if you look at it. They do work together. Because see, look at wait, look, look at who he, he quoted here. Look who he's pointing to. 
Abraham, the father of our faith. Right? It was, he was counted as righteous because of his faith. But the thing about it is, when your faith is unfeigned and undiluted, it's going to provoke action. Right? The action itself is not producing faith. It's the other way around. So again, the the parent is the faith. The action is the offspring. The faith starts it. And the action is the fruit of it. Right. And I like what but look at what it says here in verse. Hold on. Because the word incomplete is used. Incomplete. Because verse 21 says, don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. So your faith is incomplete if his actions is not, doesn't actually doesn't follow. Mm -hmm. It's incomplete. It doesn't say you don't have it per se. It just says incomplete. Mm -hmm. It's just like now. See, I'm gonna go back to the football yeah, analogy yeah, again. I, I surprise. I'm, I'm, you know, I apologize for y'all that don't know American football. Okay, but the quarterback, right? He can step back, hike the ball, get the ball, and throw it. You can be the intended receiver, but if the receiver doesn't run the route to catch the pass, what's gonna happen? It's gonna be incomplete. The pass is gonna be incomplete. Nobody here to catch it. So the faith is out there, right? But if we not there to receive it, if we don't take the action to respond to God's grace, then it's incomplete. And you see how he points to true religion here in verse 14 and 15 16 right looking at verse 15 says suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day stay warm and eat well but then you don't give that person any food or clothing what good does that do let's say i'm a man of faith i'm walking past this guy and he's standing in front of a, a subway, right? He has signs, hey, brother, can I, can I get something to eat, man? I've been, you know, I'm real hungry. And I point my finger at him and says, be ye filled in the name of the Lord. And walk off. <laughs> what good is that doing him? Right? And not, not unless I got a Moses manifestation and manna just start falling out the ground from the, from the sky. But but does that have to happen in order for for his need to be filled in that moment? No. So let's go get you stuff. I was like, hey man, look, 
five dollar foot longs. They then came back. Let me um get you one. Oh boy, that sounds good. Okay, let's go. That's it. But see, again. Now I could I could make that statement and say, brother, you know what? I believe the Lord wants you to be fed today. And then what I do? Take them in there and get them massaged. Right? Then that way, what? You're being used as a vessel to fulfill the need. We'll go back to verse 18. No, 17, he says, so you see faith by itself isn't enough. So that just answers that, man. It isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. That's strong. Now, when you say faith is enough when it comes to salvation, Okay. Is it? Is it? It's going to cause a true change with true faith. That's all I think. Like, right, you know, salvation, it can be just talking about believing in the works that Jesus did. Mm -hmm. Confess with your mouth. Believe with so your action. Yeah. And if God raises you from the thou shalt be saved. Instantly, but I like what Mary, Mary called on. There's an action. The confession is an action. Okay. You getting baptized? That's an action. These are these are these are evidences or signs, like we talked about last night, mm -hmm. markers of your faith mm -hmm. that you go about these things. But the thing about it is, see, we get it tripped up because we'll say we'll tell somebody, hey. You ain't saved unless you get baptized. Right. Yeah. That's not true. No, it's not. Now, people that are saved get baptized. Right. Now, it's not mandatory for you to, to get into heaven, no. To be water baptized. But people that are saved, that is something that they do as an act of faith. Confession. They want to do it, they have a desire to do it because they know it says to do it. But if they had a heart attack and die in between, you know, they yeah. couldn't get to that. Right. Oh, well, oops, well, you only did like half your part. No, right. of course, allow us in, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, see, even in that, there is some correspondence. There's something that's going on with that. Right. It's just like, you can't have a, you can't sow a seed. A man can't sow a seed into a woman and there not be some sort of offspring. There's going to be some manifestation, right? Yeah. If, if that seed is planted in the right time of the month, yeah. right? Yeah. There's going to be some fruit that comes from that. See, plan except the kids. Okay. I'm planning because I'm just throwing these questions. I know about her. Okay, so the person does all that, confess with their mouth, uh, get baptized. We don't see no fruit. 
you don't see no fruit. That's the connotation. That's what you got to focus on. You don't. Now, now in all accounts, based on my natural senses, it may look like, man, this person ain't saved right now. Right? But when it comes to that, who has the final say on that? Yeah, the Lord does. Because he, he sees deeper than what you see. Because regardless of who it is, you don't see them 24-7, no way. Right. Man right. looks on the outward person really isn't born again then we we and we have concerns about this individual then that's when it's time for us to exercise our faith to pray for this individual to intercede that they may they see that they may be their true condition may be revealed to them so they can come to a saving faith in the Lord Jesus you know I was going to example and I well I knew the Lord but I didn't know stuff about certain things I needed to know and my foundations of trusting him and stuff. And anyways I'm I'm sure people looked at me because I looked at people like me years ago and I would look and be like they know better, you know. And then I didn't think about that till I went through it, you know, and then it was like I know people looked at me like, oh my gosh, Julie knows better. She knew that scripture, you know, and it was like you know it's like I knew the scripture, 
Oh, this character. Like, only God knew that, you know? So, God even talked to me about that one time. I got so mad and upset. I was like, God, these people, they just don't know. And God goes, but I know. I go, okay, yeah, you do. Yeah. And I also know, you know, everybody's, everybody's on the same level. I can't everybody expect everybody to be on my level. I can pray that they get to that point. And then, and then some people may never get to that level. Doesn't mean they're not saved. Yeah, some sad things. You know, some people. I got my fire insurance, and I believe that God does yeah. heal. And some people just see. That's about as far as they want to go. That's far as it goes. And I mean, and I've learned that there are people. Who, I mean, they got say, like you said, they got fire insurance, and they're not out here doing crazy stuff. No. But they are here just living life like they want. I mean, just going about their own business. They're not concerned about the, the call of God. The, Things God calls, so they're not concerned about their assignment. They the church, they, yeah, their they assignment, time. right? They don't go. Some people, I, they're I, really I, giving to stuff. Man, I know so many believers now who just said, "Forget about church, forget about sinning." You know what I'm saying? On the way to heaven, and I'm going to live my life to my own thing. And you know what? Because you know, and some of them out of pain, they experience a lot of pain in ministry. Then they just said, "Forget it, I'm done." So I'm just going to wait till I meet Jesus. And go on about my business, and 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 they say, you know, but you know, I think what we do forget about is, you know, believers gonna be judged too. There's the judgment seat of Christ, which we gonna be judged, and I think we forget about that. And you do have to stand judgment for that, but it doesn't mean that I say, but they just like I am done, not doing it. Seeing too many preachers do this or saints do that, this and that. I don't want that church drama. Ain't trying to deal with it. You know, go home, go to work, and live my life. And when I draw my last breath, hey, that's it. And to say, I've learned to be, and that used to bother me, but I've learned to be comfortable because, you know, what I've learned about being here is that you can't force people, and God don't want us doing things. Out of fear and punishment. He rather you not do it. He still loves you. He's like, okay, because I don't want you to. I've learned if your motivation is not love, then God just says, I still love you. You ain't got to do it. I still love you. Because he doesn't want us doing anything out of any other motivation but love. That's it. I don't care what it is. You know, if it's not going to be done out of the motivation of love, he's like, okay, you're not going to benefit from it. And the people you minister to is not going to benefit from it because all it takes is for you to get offended at some point or feel like you're not getting anywhere, then you're going to quit. Oh, hold on. I got a new, somebody new chime in. It's the, is Mr. Word of Faith. Mr. Word of Faith says he got a beef with what Eric is talking about and James. All right. He wants me to go to um, Hebrews 11, verse 1. So let's go there. He, Hebrews 11, 1. I've never heard that scripture. All right. He wants me to read it in the New Living Translation. Okay. All right. And it reads like this says faith shows the reality of what we hope for it is the evidence of things we can't see he wanted me to put the emphasis on it 
Faith shows the reality of what we hold for. It is the evidence of things we can't see. He says, oh, I think Brother Eric is just trying to put us back under the yoke of bondage to words. How do we reconcile this? I mean, it is what it's saying. Mm -hmm. Faith is the evidence. Yeah, faith is the evidence that it exists. It exists, you know, I can't see it. It's, it exists. Mm -hmm. So faith is the evidence that it does exist. You know, it exactly. So if somebody tells me I have an inheritance in California, and I was like, okay, it's hot. And they showed me a title deed with my name on it. I don't have to see the house. All I got to do is see the title deed. That title deed tells me that I have a house in California on so-and-so street. Because he showed me the title deed of it. So... That title is evidence that it exists, what he says. What he says now. That's the best way I explain that. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about what James said. I'm like, in that, in that acknowledging, what good is that house doing you if you never go to California? That's right. If you never call out there and get someone to rent that house out to produce income for you. What good is it? It's just sitting there. Right. It's incomplete. It's not bearing fruit. All right. Now I'm gonna talk to the word fate, man. I'm, I'm gonna keep reading. All right. Two to, to five says through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. Hmm. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Verse 4, it was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. By five, number five, it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. So we see a connection. Faith and action. Faith and action. Faith and actions. Right. Notice I said faith and action, not faith and works in the sense of I have to do the work to produce the faith. Right. No. The faith gives birth to the works, it gives birth to the score of corresponding action. Well, even if you make mistakes too, you think, you think about David when he did what he did with Bathsheba and, and he killed Uriah and all that stuff. 
is as soon as it was brought to his attention, even though it was like what a year or so later, it's a long while, mm-hmm. he still, as soon as he found out, you know, it was like, Who's this man that did this? You know, whatever. It's like, It's you, you know, and it was like, He was in sackcloth and ashes, as they call it, you know, about the, you know, I have a panic attack like that, and he had did that to God, you know, and did it to somebody, and I go, You know, that's a sign of, you know, that was the action behind it. His heart was just broken that he had hurt, you know, people and hurt God. Good. The thing is, David didn't, David didn't have the Holy Spirit like we got. And yeah, to, to boot, he didn't even have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference in that, David, you know. They could, God couldn't work through them because they didn't have the presence on the inside of them. You know, he probably was like, he didn't have the, what's the word I'm going to use? Indwelling. Indwelling, yeah. That we have, you know, so. But God did love him enough to bring Nathan to him and said, hey, okay, uh, you messed this up. And then once they, like you said, they found out, they was like, who messed that up? I got to fix this or I got to get this right. That's good. Because I'm looking at the, the Hall of Fame here. Okay. The, the, only, the only one that doesn't really have a blemish on his record is Enoch. And you know, you see what happened to him. God just took him up. But you, you think about Noah. He got yeah. blemishes on his record. Yeah. Uh, he he liked that drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Enough today. That's some bad things, okay? Mm-hmm. And Abraham, the father of the faith. Yes. All right. He he told half truth twice. Like, no, nah, that ain't my wife. That's my sister. Let me make the promise happen. Hey, Sarai, you know, your servant, Hagar. Hagar, oh, yeah, she didn't have a name. Never mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm, you know, let's see if we can make a baby happen another way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she's in the Hall of Fame, too. Yeah. And this is the same one. It's like, hey, you know what? Go ahead and um, tap Hagar. Abraham, like you know, I'm kind, I'm kind of, you know, that's lame. I'm kind of, yeah, you know, that's Sarah. She did that, but but hey, gave permission through faith. Also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, right, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Yeah, she had a slip, right? But she continued to rest in God's promise, even though she tried to kind of circumvent that thing. Like, man, maybe, maybe this, maybe this is how God wanted to do it. But she, her faith was still in the promise of God. I don't know about y'all, but this is kind of encouraging to me. I'm looking at this Hall of Fame. I said, shoot, I can, man. We might have a chance to get in this here. <laughs> and Dave talked about David. Samson. Yeah. Samson was his head. Moses. Samson was like, hey, you know what? I want this woman right here. Like, why can't you pick 
a woman from Israel. Like, he's like, nah, I want the Philistine yeah, that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Solomon and goodness and gracious. I don't know how many wives. I know they say that, but I just I can't even imagine that. That's crazy. But he wrote, you know, hundred wives, three hundred concubines. Yeah. He locked like seven hundred. Seven hundred yeah. concubines or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, bro. I'll say it in a what I'll, was say you it, doing? I'll, I'll say it in a rated G way. How how the, the, if you rotate it each woman for a date each day, I would say it that way. I can't imagine you like every two or three years or something. It's like, oh yeah, Jennifer, I remember you. Yeah. You know? That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, what's, your, what's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> you know, blue eyes. Yeah. What? yeah. And look at verse 31, by faith the harlot, Rahab. Yeah. I mean, her, her condemnation is in her name. Yeah. Har, harlot, right. Rahab, but she in the hall of faith. Mm -hmm. She perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. Faith. She she saw something in the spies. She she believed in the God of Abraham. She showed reverence towards the God of Abraham, Jacob. She and was an action. She protected my yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That was action. That was believing. Yeah. I was. I believe in something about them. I was saying about it today with Christmas coming up. All about. Um, we were listening to actually just long story short. We were listening to Karis Bible College's Servant King, the album for Christmas and stuff. And glory to God. I was saying about how they came. The angels came to you know, the shepherds, and we were talking about you know Elizabeth thinking the church for a long time. It's like they didn't come to the scribes, they didn't go to the temple, they went to shepherds out in the field, they went to humble, normal, everyday people, you know, that's another thing, and they were just so in awe of it, you know, and they went to see Jesus and stuff, and I go, that's just something too, was, you know, they were probably normal, sinful, quote-unquote people, you know, too, and they listened, and they go, wow, Savior's born, you know, and they went. So I'm looking at this hall of faith and I say, man, you know, these folks, they, they had their flaws, but that didn't keep them from being recognized as people of God of great faith. All right, so before we close out for the evening, let's answer the question. Now, is faith enough? No. Is that a consensus? Includes faith and action. I think truth, I think that's the way you look at it. True faith, I think, is enough because it will have actions. True faith will. So I guess both, it would go hand in hand, so... You know, I guess it depends on the angle you look at it. That's good. I like that. So, the correct answer then is true faith is enough, okay. not incomplete faith. Because true faith does produce. It produces, it, it produces, produces fruit. itself. It's 
they, they are works they, they, they come now when they come how they come i don't know it depends on the circumstance circumstance the situation the person Because it's true, like we said, you know, in, like in a relationship, even if God promises you something, there's time. He sometimes has to take time to work. He's, I've said it before, I said, you know, God is not one-dimensional, three-dimensional. He is uncountable dimensional. He's looking at things like this. We just look at it like this or this. So he's, if you just stand in strong and go, I don't know what's going to take, what's going on? He's working with this way and this way and this way and this way in the heart and the head and this. He's bringing things together because sometimes it takes time to change a part or a course. And he's doing this as love. He's not trying to hurt nobody. He's not believing for it to hurt anybody. He's that kind of a promise. He's on, he knows what's the beginning and the end. The middle and all of it. Just trust him and going, I don't care what's going on. Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be okay. Right. Like you're saying, it's, it's, you know, when sometimes when there's other variables, it you takes time. Play, yeah, it may take some time. It takes time sometimes. It could be yeah. empty, it could be two weeks, it could be. Yeah, uh, people got to get involved. It may take God time. And, he works so hard. Work, work on them versus, you know. So what you say about what David, what he did? He still was already loving God, but he did some really not good things. Mm -hmm. And then what did they have to do? Promise, like, I know it's in Austin. This and this and this happened. He's like, whoever it is, bring them, we're going to do this and this. Yeah. David had a template, too, because one story in the Bible that David was on the run from Saul and he helped uh, Nabal. Nabal, he was, you know, he's out there, he helped Nabal, you know, with his, protected his. You know, guard whatever he had, mm -hmm. his land, made sure nobody bothered with it. And then David needed some, you know, wanted some food, and then asked his servant, you know, ask your master, give me some food. And Nabal, you know, kind of put in everything. Nabal said, "I ain't getting nothing." Yeah. And they silver came back, and then he he said, "What? Me time I did all that, and he ain't gonna give me nothing." And the Bible said David got on his horse. He said, I'm going to kill this sucker. I'm going to take his life. And I did all that. You, I asked you for something. You didn't give me nothing. And, then, and the servant told Nabal's wife. And wife yeah. said, oh, Lord, we in trouble. The Bible said she, she didn't even tell her husband. She <laughs> told the servant, put that stuff together. Put the, further, yeah. And she put some spices and food yeah, together yeah. and put on the horse. And Matt and David halfway said, look, my husband is crazy. He's a all right, all right. <laughs> Forget about him. Look, we're trying to, because they were, were going to kill a whole house. Yes. And said, look, here's some stuff. I'm sorry, I'm going to forget my husband. He done lost his mind. Here you go. David was like, okay. So David was like, <laughs> David had a little temper. Like, <laughs> David was not going to turn the other cheek on that one. <laughs> So, so for all the G's out there, <laughs> just because you got that in you don't mean God can't save you. Right. 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 So is faith enough? If you're talking about 
true faith, true faith is enough. Because at the end of the day, there will be some corresponding action to follow. All right, social media family.